0: All right, 40 days till the important inflection point moment for the country, tipping point election midterms, 40 days till election day, best election coverage available on your radio dial. Uh, For the better part of today, I have friends in Fort Myers. I have friends in Naples, Florida. I have friends in Sarasota. I have friends in other parts of Florida. I mean, this, Ron DeSantis actually called it a, the flooding in particular from Hurricane Ian, a 500-year event. That's how bad it is. Um, you know, I'm I've looked at images all over Fort Myers. I mean, the pier's gone. You have what looks like a a three block three blocks in from the Gulf shore. Uh, it looks like everything was pretty much destroyed. Just wiped out on the beach that I've seen in Fort Myers. The flooding, I've never seen anything like it. You know, downtown Naples, Sarasota, Fort Myers, I mean, it is it is that bad. Uh I know rescue efforts are now underway. I've been checking in with the governor's office, Senator Rubio and Senator Scott's office. Uh so they are doing everything they can. I'm a little concerned. Uh some sheriffs are saying, uh, uh my buddy Carmine, uh Marcino down in, in Lee County said, you know, they, they may have fatalities in the hundreds. Uh, we don't know that to be true yet. We're hoping that's not the case. I would not at all be surprised that there is some loss of life. Um, but anyway, we've we've got to h- wait and see. We'll find out. But the one good thing that I, I was impressed with, the staging that took place prior to this hurricane reaching land, uh, I, I, I showed it on TV last night. They have what looked like in one, and the, this was only one of 33 locations of of trucks from uh, these power companies lined up, ready to go to in and and make the repairs that are going to be necessary. Now, it's not going to be quick. It's going to be long. It's going to be arduous. It's going to be difficult um, to get people's power back up and running. It's, they've got to get their Internet back up and running, their cable back up and running, their satellite TVs back up and running. Um, none of this is going to be easy, and then we're going to have to assess the damage, and and people are going to have to rebuild their lives, but this is not good at all. Um, it is—it's uh, it, just sad. By the way, your president, Joe Biden, yesterday—imagine if Do- Donald Trump was president and he did this. Imagine, so, if Donald, think- tr- imagine if Donald Trump spoke at a Democratic Governors Association fundraising dinner— and was taking shots at Democrats while the hurricane was hitting. Because that's what Joe Biden was doing yesterday. You know, and here's another odd thing. Why is there no White House press briefing scheduled for today? Because that sounds strange too. And then Hurricane I- Ian continues its its rampage through the rest of Florida. You know, it's gone through central Florida. Now As it's taken the exact path we've been telling you now that it was going to take. Joe Bastardi will will check in numerous times. Uh, I want to send out a, a real warning across, you know, to all our friends in South Carolina. Buckle up. Your, your coast is about to get hammered. It's a tropical storm now, but it will return to hurricane status when it hits the shores. It, look, it looks like it's headed right towards Charleston, South Carolina. That is a direct path to where this thing is headed. And as possible, I talked to Joe Bastardi earlier, and he'll join us at the bottom of this half hour and and numerous times during the show today. Um, And he said they they might have storm surges of nine feet. So expect a lot of flooding on the shores of South Carolina when this thing hits. And I assume we're going to have a lot of destruction there as well. But anyway, Biden speaking at the Democratic Governors Association, taking shots at Republicans. And I'm like... Imagine if Trump did this. Anyway, so, um, and, and frankly, they really, uh, it was true. And I think only because of press reports that finally Joe Biden reached out to governor DeSantis, you know, he's having all of these mayors and cities in Florida, but he neglected to call the governor. He called him last only because it was becoming a political issue. That's my take on it. But to not have a briefing today seems, you know, beyond negligent to me. Um, I know that Orlando got hit very, very hard. You know, if you shut down Disney for a single day and Disney parks, experiences, products, et cetera, you know, their revenue annually is like $7 billion, $7.2 billion. Um, that averages out to about, I'm sorry, quarterly. Their quarterly numbers in the first fiscal quarter of of uh, 2022, $7 billion from Disney parks, experiences, products, et cetera. So over 90 days, if you if you extrapolate that out, it's about 80 million dollars a day, and when you close it down, uh, so it's it's just bizarre. After tweeting we should use they them promo uh, pronouns for the uh, hurricane Ian to annoy Desantis, uh, member this guy Vinman Alexander Vinman, his wife tweets out, she then has to delete her tweet. I mean, is this where people's minds are at in the middle of a hurricane? We'll play some tape later. The media, the mob, politicizing the hurricane. We've had hurricanes since, you know, we started keeping records. 1920s, we can go back and see which hurricane hit what place, at what time, and where. Hurricane season is there for a reason. It's been there all of our lives. Good grief. It's uh, Is there anything people won't politicize these days? Uh One funny moment, Linda, I don't know if you saw this, a Florida reporter put a condom on a microphone during a broadcast uh, on NBC. How that happened? I don't know. Apparently the the microphone was getting wet, which you really can't let your microphone get wet. I can sympathize with that aspect of it. You you would have thought that maybe they would have prepared for something other than that. Uh, But um, listen, here's the sad part of this. And I know they're going to get power up. I know that we're going to get food, water supplies to people. I know that we're going to have temporary housing set up. I, you know, Florida's super prepared for this hurricane. I've I've not seen such preparedness before. Now, because it takes up such a large geographic area in the state of Florida, you know, imagine if, look at Florida. It's okay. So you have Florida. You have the the southwest coast of Florida. So. Naples is about, what, 90 minutes from Miami, some about that. So right north of Naples is Fort Myers. Fort Myers really took the biggest brunt of all of this. But Naples got hammered as well, too. I know because I had a place in Naples for a lot of years, and I'd go down in the wintertime occasionally and spend time there. Not much. As you know, I rarely take off. But anyway, so it's a beautiful, beautiful part of the country. Southwest Florida, wonderful people. And anyway, so... You have Fort Myers, and then to the north of Fort Myers, you have Sarasota. To the south, you have Naples. I mean, the flooding, it was—I just am shocked at it all. You have—I saw images of people literally swimming in their living rooms, you know, just to show people how bad this is. And all of these people now are going to have to rebuild their lives. And, yeah, the the, the eventually the water will recede— yeah, the insurance companies will come in. Yeah, they'll get some money to rebuild. But, you know, we're looking at two years down the road before their life gets back to normal. And people work so hard to get some stability in their life. And then something like this, uh, you know, natural disaster like this happens. Our, our prayers are with everybody. I know that the American people will step in and, and help as much as they can. It's, gonna, it's just going to take time. Um, but pay attention now where we're headed next here. South Carolina, your coast. Is going to get hit with hurricane force winds and flooding. Uh, we're expecting surges as high as nine feet, either Charleston or a little east of Charleston. Uh, so pay attention to that, or a little northeast of Charleston. We'll get an update from Joe Bastardi though at the bottom of the hour. Uh, politics does not stop. Um, I don't know. I mean, one of the, I used to say on this. Program Because during the election, the campaign, I saw Joe was weak and frail and a cognitive mess, and I knew exactly what they were doing. They're hiding him in the basement. All of these Democratic Senate candidates, uh, Mandela Barnes Barnes and and John Fetterman and Raphael Warnock, uh, all of these people, they're all hiding. There's no Democratic gubernatorial candidate. There's no Democratic senatorial candidate that wants to debate a Republican because they can't defend their party and the policies that they ultimately do support so they'd rather hide and we're seeing this phenomenon play out in every state every bellwether state and you need to know what's going on you know there's a reason that joe biden is out there demonizing half the country with his maga republicans or evil speech there's a reason barack obama stepped in this weekend and and said well the reason people don't like joe's immigration policies is they don't want people of color uh changing the you know, the texture, whatever he some comment to that effect. I'm paraphrasing, but he played the race card. Uh, there's a reason Hillary Clinton compared Trump supporters at a Trump rally in Ohio to Nazis um, because they can't run on their policies. As I've been telling you, they can't run on the economy. They can't run on inflation. They can't run on their disastrous energy policies, which was abandoning energy independence and begging other countries for the lifeblood of our economy. They can't run on border security, they can't run on law and order cuz everybody knows they're the party of defund, dismantle and no bell. They can't run on foreign policy cuz it's been one unmitigated disaster after another. They can't run on any of these things. But Joe, you know, so he goes to this event and he's he's introducing people that are there, Cory Booker and some other people. Now, he was there in part to praise the recently departed Congresswoman, Jackie Wolarski, And now even the mob and the media is realizing Hannity's right. Now, they're not saying Hannity's right. He's a cognitive mess. But listen. What happened in the hunger event today? The president appeared to look around the room uh, for an audience member, a member of Congress. I want to thank all of you here for including bipartisan elected officials like Representative Governor, Senator Braun, Senator Booker, Representative Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? I didn't think she was going to be here to help make this a reality. Okay, she's dead, Joe. You were there to honor her in part. I mean, it was so stunning that his White House press secretary, Corinne Jean-Pierre, she was asked repeatedly by the mob. Now, the mob never asked her really hard questions. The only person in that room that does is Peter Ducey. And she did not have an easy time answering. Listen to this. What happened in the hunger event today? The president appeared to look around the room uh, for an audience member, a member of Congress who passed away last month. He seemed to indicate she might be in the room. What, so, what happened? so the president w- was, uh, as you all know, you guys were watching uh, today's event, a very important event on uh, food insecurity. The president was naming uh, the congressional champions on this issue. Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? She must not be here. No, I totally understand. I just, I just explained she was on top of mind. I'm trying to get my head around the response. If the late congresswoman was top of mind for the president and her family was expected to be here, and that's what he was thinking about, what, what was he looking for? I'm not, I'm not trying to be snarky here. No, I mean, I'm and I'm. No, we're saying no, and what he said there. And again, I think people can understand. No one. About in the, in the I'm not sure why. why. Why? Why one more time? The confusing part is why, if she and the family is top of mind, does the president think that she's living and in the room? I don't find that confusing. No, that's not confusing. <laughs> Linda, is that confusing at all? No, not uh, at all. No, not one bit. Oh, and where do mm-hmm. we, I'll play when we come back. Kamala Harris visits the DMZ praising America's alliance with North Korea. God, I, we are so screwed. Please vote in 40 days. Please, pretty please with sugar on top and a cherry on top. Anyway, uh, our friends at My Pillows because of your loyal support and love of all things My Pillow, uh the original My Slippers now are almost completely sold out and because of this, Mike is now launching his brand new all-season slipper slide sandals as low as 29.98. It's only for a limited time. Slippers are made with a four-layer design to ensure comfort. They have a breathable fabric, so you can wear them all year round. The slides, the sandals, they're extremely comfortable and durable due to the patented impact gel. Mike guarantees that there will be the they, these will be the most comfortable footwear you ever own. And by the way, the slide slippers, sandals now start as low as twenty nine ninety eight when you go to the Sean Hannity Square at MyPillow.com. It's that simple, and it comes with a sixty day unconditional satisfaction money back guarantee and a one year warranty. Now, Or you can call and mention my name, 800-919-6090. But for the most comfortable footwear you will own, just go to MyPillow.com, Sean Hannity Square.